0: You need Indeed.
1: Welcome back to No Chill with Gilbert Arenas. The Celtics have punched their ticket to the finals. Gil, you sitting on that throne. Gil Stradamus, your prediction was correct. Boston got through, and I see you rocking that hostile territory jersey on right now the Celtics will be in some hostile territory this Thursday as they go to game one of the finals in San Francisco against Steph and the Warriors but first things first we got to talk this Miami Heat valiant effort to try to come back late in the game Jimmy Butler feeling himself a little bit he's 17 seconds left to go he took that go-ahead three-pointer you know Jeff Van Gundy said it wasn't the right shot Gil do you think that was a good shot or a bad shot
2: Uh, let's, we're both going to just be honest here. Said Jeff Van Gundy's never, uh, played NBA basketball. I mean, we both can agree on that one. Um, but you know, it's easy when you're watching a game to tell someone what's a good shot and what's a bad shot. Um, so in hindsight, yes, it was a bad shot because, um, you have Al, Al Horton on you. You have him backing up on a fast break. Most likely, if you Hezzy, he's going to come up. You're going to blow by him wide open layer because everybody was stuck on their man. That's the easy hindsight when you you get to slow the game down. But the the game is moving faster than that. Um, He's at home. He's feeling himself. He's done carried this franchise. He's done carried this team on his back the whole season all through the playoffs. So if he makes it, amazing shot. If he misses it, Bad shot. But, you know, it's his decision to make because he's the one that's out there playing. He sees what he sees. So it's hard to tell a guy in the moment that, that that's a bad shot. You know, only he can answer that. Um, you know, it's easy for me to sit back and look at it and slow it down and say, oh, you gave him an a head would went by him, easy layup. But, you know, as far as Al Horton was off of him, you know, that shot looked amazing.
1: So got to ask you, Jimmy played all 48 minutes in this game, do you think that was a good decision by Coach Spoelstra? We saw KD do this last year, he played all 53 against the Bucks in that game seven. Do guys just need to say, you know, F it, they gotta play the whole game in game sevens? Or did he need a little bit of a blow? Cause he did look tired late in that game. Like his legs were starting to fail him a little bit. So do you agree with the decision to play him the whole game?
2: Who else was they gonna put in? <laughs> 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 no, just be honest, who else was they gonna put in at this point? You know, um, with his closeout games like that, you know you're down. He, you know they were down the whole game, so you know pulling Jimmy was really no option. There was no there was no option. He you know you know Sproul didn't have no option to pull him. Um, you know as much as you would like for him to get some rest, there was no wiggle room for Jimmy to go on that bench, and then by the time he got back in, they're down 10, 15 points. So you you hope that a player like him will find um, find somewhere to take a playoff. Maybe on defense, maybe on offense, somebody fouled, you know, a timeout here and there, you spill some water. That's where the Jason kids spill some water on the floor comes from. You know, try to figure out, oh, I got to time a shoe a little bit. You know, try to figure out how to, you know, get a little bit of rest during the game, especially since you can't come out.
1: So Jimmy Butler, 47 in game six, will the Heat to victory to send it back to Miami for game seven? Came through with 35 in this game. Did his supporting cast let him down?
2: Oh, they were trash. You know, I mean, it, 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 let's just be honest. It's like there, you got three players on the team that's playing thirty-something minutes. That zero, you know, and two players under ten. You know, you know, you're talking about a game seven. You know, he doesn't carry. He, he, he had forty-something last game. You know, he needs help. Uh That's you know, he's going against you know two super studs. And then Marcus Smart, a Defensive Player of the Year. So obviously he has his hands full. Y'all need to chip in and do something, you know. But the fact that you know the rest of the team didn't really, you know, help him much offensively, you know, kind of, you know, kind of hurt them a little bit, you know, especially being at home.
1: So let's talk about Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry, uh, NBA Twitter was buzzing. Uh, he was getting some flopping going, you know, tricking the refs. But I want to ask you because after that happened, I kind of tweeted some along the lines of that. That tricking the refs is an essential part of basketball all the way from, you know, high school, AAU, all the way to the pros. It's three refs on the court. You're going to do whatever you can do to get a competitive advantage, get yourself to the line, get free throws. Some, some fans seem to be against foul baiting or whatever they call it out there. You know, they, they talk about guys like Trey Young and James Harden and Luka that are, are masters of it. But I want to know, where do you stand, Gil? Is this good for the game or bad for the game?
2: You know, it's part of the game. It's not good or bad. It's just part of the game. Um, you know, a, a great offensive player is going to foul bait, right? Um, he's going to try to figure out how to get the fouls, how to trick the refs. Same thing with someone like Marcus Smart. We celebrated on the defensive end when Marcus Smart takes these charges and do all this and you know, fakes all these hits and he gets rewarded for it. It works the other way too on offense. You know, I mean, if it, get, if, if, if it can happen for the defense, it can happen for the offense. But I think we, because so many free throws are being taken in, in, on the offensive side, I think people are more irritated when it comes from offensive players versus defensive players. You're like, Vlade Devox hated playing defense. He always took it. He always flopped. <laughs> he, he never wanted to stay in front of Shaq. He always flopped. You know, that's just part of the game. You, you know that. You, you you know what Marcus Smart's going to do. You know what Kyle is going to do. That's part of the game that you're playing.
1: So you got the Celtics. They lost their last three trips to the conference finals. Jason Tatum lost his last two. He was named MVP. When you look at this squad, what do you like about this team going into the finals? Obviously, you know, there was talk early on in the season. We we're doing shows about how they needed to, to trade either Tatum or Brown for this Celtics squad to be effective. You were against that. Uh, very vehemently said that, w- that would be a bad decision. So, first and foremost, how you feel knowing, again, you sitting on that throne, knowing that once again, you were right about some shit?
2: Listen, listen, you know, it's just making educated decisions. Um, you, know, you know, you're trading two players that's under 25, 25 and under, trying to figure out their game. Why trade them? Like, you know, um, you know there's other, there was other expendable pieces other than them two. So you know, trading players who are just finally trying to get into their own, really like figuring out the NBA. They're 25, 24 years old. So trading them would have been a mistake because you got to remember Steph Curry wasn't Steph Curry until he was 27. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you know you have to give these guys time to develop, time for them to understand the game. You know um, their chances of winning. Man, yeah. Eh. You know what I mean? But this is going to be a learning experience going into the next season.
1: So after the Warriors won the Western Conference Finals, Draymond Green, in an interview with TNT, the inside the NBA crew, said that uh, they were going to be playing Boston. He was right. Did he feel vindicated after predicting the Celtics-Warriors Finals?
2: Listen, everyone knew that Boston was going in the championship besides the Miami team. I mean, you know, when you, when you look at it, it was just Jimmy Butler. But the fact that you, you're playing Jimmy Butler the way you're playing Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is one of those players that's like, like he's a, a second or an amazing third option that fills in the gaps. You know, Jimmy, Jimmy doesn't want, he can, but he doesn't want to score 40. You know, he wants to make sure everyone can kind of remember, P score for 40, that means your team is done. And he just said, you know what? I had enough. Let me do me. Um, I don't know why Tyler Hero wasn't playing this series. Um, technically, he was the leading scorer this season. You know, he did have the most points this season in regular season. So the fact that he didn't play much in this series took away 20 some of the points. Um, is Draymond happy? Yeah, Draymond's Draymond. He knew who he was playing. He knew he was going to get up for So, um, you know, you know, Draymond, you know, Draymond's a student of the game, though. So he, he can see who the, the better opponent is.
1: So Tyler Hero obviously battling some injuries uh, and the force him to miss some games, try to come back in game seven. Uh, does this series end differently if Tyler Hero is healthy? No. <laughs>
2: um, no. No. Um, but he helps, you know, he, he helps. Because you got to remember, you know, you're talking about someone taking three, four plays off. Now that three by Jimmy Butler, now he has a little bit more energy for that shot. Um, you, know, you know, maybe that ball is in Tyler Hero's hand instead of Jimmy's hand. And, you know, it, it's just so many scenarios. But, you know, when you're, when you're talking about a game seven, you know, seven minutes, like, nah, even if he's coming back, let him go. This is it. This is it, <laughs> seven minutes w- for what? Let him go, see what he can do, see if he can spark something. Remember that time they put none in the game? None came in, had like 17 points, quick one, never seen him again. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's it, sometimes you need people to come mix it up and that's what it was.
1: So back to Draymond in his comments real quick. Just want to know, do you think that Draymond broke the code, broke the code, quote unquote, with that prediction? a code. There seems to be some code that, that, that some guys seem to speak of that you don't talk like that, but he was right, so what, what can we say to the man?
2: I don't even know what code. I think I think anytime you say something that somebody don't like, it's a code, man. <laughs> <laughs> you broke the code. You broke the code. You broke the code. no goddamn code. If that team's sorry and I know who's going to win it, that's what we just said. I didn't know there was a code. Like I'm, I, There's a code that I can't say that we're gonna be playing Boston. And... <laughs> okay.
1: So the NBA NBA finals tip off on Thursday on ABC. You can catch all the action on Fubo TV. We might be doing some some special stuff for the finals, so fans need to check out for that as well. Y'all can come hang out with us. But I wanna know, how do you think the Warriors and Celtics match up?
2: Um, you know what? I, I like the matchup. You know, it's gonna be, you know, perimeter guard play. You know, you got the the big three, I'm not counting Draymond as the big three on this one. Um, Wiggins going to have to step up, um, you know, with, with Clay Wiggins and um, Curry versus because um, uh, <laughs> I wanted to call the big three, but they're not a big three. There's a big two and a little one, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <It's about laughs> two and a quarter. The two and a quarter, uh, Jalen Brown, um, Marcus Smart, and uh, Tatum. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting because um, Marcus is, is is up for this challenge against Curry, and I think with Curry not winning the Finals MVP, and that's one thing he wants to do. I think that entices uh, Marcus Smart to lock in more to do the one thing that because you know, you, you know, with this with this being said that, you know, the one knock against Curry was, you know, he's never performed in the finals to win the finals MVP. Um, you know, if you're if you're Boston, you're going to be playing for that, you know, that he's going to be coming out gun ho. Let him become a passer first early in the series, you know? So if I'm Marcus, my, my whole thing is to really shut him down or just make him take tough shots, make him think about self to see if any type of selfishness goes into his brain, you know, in his finals to try to, to, to get that. But I think the key to this game is gonna be the key to this series on Boston side. They just, those two, the big two gonna have to just be great. Um, on Warrior side, it's Wiggins for me. I think if Wiggins shows up, then uh, it's going to be hard to be Golden State.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
1: So you talked about Marcus Smart, defensive player of the year, going up against Steph Curry. who's one of the best offensive players the game has ever seen. Some would argue the best. Well, I'll leave that open to debate, let y'all worry about that. They're offensive players are cheap. Yeah. But do you think that Marcus Smart has a realistic, legit chance of trying to lock up Steph, especially knowing that Steph obviously coming off that Western Conference Finals MVP is now gunning for that Finals MVP, trying to get that last elusive infinity stone that that is uh you know not been within his grasp the previous Three championships he's won. Do you think that Marcus has a legit chance of locking up Steph?
2: Yes, um, lo- locking him up. Like, I mean, you know, when you when you're talking about locking up an NBA player, the the thought is like, I'm going to hold him under like ten. That's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> so, what should Marcus like,
1: Smart be happy with if, 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 if yeah, he's going you know, Steph? You
2: know, if, if, if Steph is going, you know, you know. 10 for 22, 10 for 25, you know, 3 for 12 from the three-point line. Marcus Smart has done a great-ass job. Um, And, you know, all Marcus Smart is going to do is just be there. Just be there. You know what I mean? Make it hard for him. You know, make other people beat you. You know, make Poole beat you, you know, which he's capable of. Shit. (laughs) Uh, Make Wiggins have a good game. Um, You know, so you're going to have to have somebody else beat you because you know what Steph does.
1: Steph again looking for that first finals MVP. Do you think he's the, the front runner? And who's most likely to win that finals MVP?
2: I'll say Clay. Wow. Clay, Tatum, Clay, Tatum, Brown, Wiggins, Curry.
1: In that order. So you don't even have you got Steph what like fifth?
2: Um Was a four, so I got Clay one. Yep. He has the easiest chance because I'm, you know, with Golden State winning. Then yeah, and then Tatum, Brown, Wiggins, Curry.
1: Wow, Steph fans, if you're watching this.
2: No, 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 no. But, yeah, but but you got to you got to think of it. So when it comes to matchups, right? Who has the hardest defensive player on them? Curry.
1: Exactly.
2: Right. Um, Tatum's not very, a, a great, very defensive player. So um, Wiggins is really not, you know, so Tatum is going to have his way. Um, with Wiggins, with, with with Clay, he becomes the, the outlet pass, right? And if, if Tatum is guarding him, then they're going to be open shots all day. So, you know, he's first, Tatum is second. And then Jalen Brown is still a 101 player. So whoever, Wiggins or um, Clay is guarding, who is not guarding, that's the player who's going to be scoring. Um, Wiggins, because Tatum don't really play D, so just like Jimmy Butler, if he homes in on his offensive ability, he can be that guy that averages about 20-something. And then, obviously, everyone's favorite, Curry. It's just Curry just has a, a matchup that I think is going to take it personal. And um, I, don't, I don't see... Curry going for 40, 30, you know, stuff like that, if they're trying to win this series. Um, if they're trying to win this series, you know, a lot there's gonna be a lot of switches, a lot of doubles. He's gonna have to play off the ball a lot. I mean, it's gonna be there's just so many things that go into it where it kind of puts him in fifth when it comes to, you know, the probabilities of him winning, you know.
1: Gil, Yo, you you haven't been wrong. Yes, so I I can't really okay. I can't I can't question you come with some great takes. That have that have lived up, so I can't question you. We're gonna see definitely how things are gonna pan out with Game One this Thursday, but there's been a lot of talk about this Warrior squad. You know, the Warriors saying that they don't need KD to win. the Warriors being a dynasty, but I want to know, in your opinion, who's had the better dynasty since 2010, the Warriors or LeBron? <laughs> the
2: Warriors. Are... Ooh, LeBron has three, four rings in it. A... 2010, right? Yes,
1: it's 2012, I believe.
2: But two, one, and one. He's got all
1: four. All four rings in the last 10 years.
2: Uh, Okay, that's uh, I'm going to give it to Golden State. Okay. Because it's the same group. You got the same trio. You know, so even though LeBron's had, you know, impeccable talent that he's done, you know grab these stones with you know you got to give credit to the guys who did it you know when we when everyone wrote them off you know clay's been hurt two two you know two years straight everyone wrote them off um but you know just for context did they need kd to win a championship yes at that <laughs> moment in time they did need kd to overthrow LeBron at that moment in time. Well, LeBron is not on that East Coast being the threat anymore. You know, so at this point, no, they do not need KD to win a championship. Um, they're fine with the group they had, but at that moment in time, back then, when KD joined them, they did need KD.
1: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Just to play devil's advocate, what Warriors fans are saying, they're saying they didn't need KD. They just needed KD to not be on OKC or Cleveland or like two or three other teams in the league to be able to get over at you know, Houston.
2: <laughs> no, they needed, they needed KD to offset LeBron because at that moment in time, LeBron was offsetting two of the stars. And then from there, Kyrie and um, Kyrie and Kevin Love was more than enough. That was, you couldn't, it was it was one of those things where, you know, it, even though it was 3-1 and it came back, it, it was still a win. No matter how it looked, I had it 1-1 no matter what. You know, that first championship where Kyrie got hurt, Love got hurt, you know what I mean? I would have gave that to Cleveland. You know, Cleveland won, they went and grabbed KD. Smart! <laughs> Smart. Um, so we don't know, we don't, we, you can't say if you guys would have won those next two championships probably not you know best it, best case scenario give you one one but with kd it was like the ultimate stamp because he single-handedly offsets lebron so that means um clay and kyrie are playing against <laughs> um back then it was uh jr smith and you know so it's like the third option was jr smith that you know averaging 14 you know, 12-14 um, against, um, shit, against uh, Clay, who was averaging 22 at the time. You know what I mean? So, it was it was a real big offset, you know, with, with, with adding KD.
1: So, last question I got for you. It became official. We talked about this recently, but Darvin Ham has been named the next Lakers head coach. You said if Doc Rivers was the choice that you were going to become a Clippers fan. Are you excited about Darvin Ham taking over? And what are your prospects for the Lakers uh, this upcoming season?
2: Hey, you know, hey, listen, it was more like that Trump. You know, that, that, that 2000, was it 2020? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anybody, but, anybody but him. You know, I think that's what we was, uh, we was up to. Any, anybody but him. Like, how somebody who has a... a, a Who's on the team as a coach already trying to get another job? That's how you know it's bad. You on a team already under contract trying to get a whole nother job. Um, but with Darvin Ham, it's just it's just, you know, just like I said before, I don't have anything, you know, negative to say because I don't really know his coaching styles, coaching philosophy. You know, all I can do is just sit back, watch, see who he, he surrounds himself with and then go from there. Hopefully he keeps some of the, the training staff. You know that was you know that was training some of the players because you know from an offensive standpoint, you know you had you have you have a great you have a great staff that 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 really puts individual skill into the players.
1: Well, I appreciate you as always, Gil, and just a reminder to everyone out oh, there.
2: I'm gonna I throw something out there for uh, for all the, the the Philly fans. When I said I talked to Elton um, Brand, it was a middleman. I talked to the middleman, the middleman. <laughs> I relayed the message to El, So it wasn't me directly. So Elton wasn't actually listening to me say, do not pick, you know, Doc Rivers, because it was going to f- team up. That's the message I relayed through my source to relay it to him.
1: So you were so back we, channeling. We just,
2: so we're just, yeah. So we just going to pretend Elton Brand didn't get this message, because that's how he got the job. Because if he would have just listened to me, everything would have been gravy, it would have been a championship. Boom! This would be Philly versus Golden State. So obviously my guy didn't relay the message to him because the doctor's there.
1: So you all out here using mediators to send messages, communications? I, mean, I got, you
2: know, sources, you know, but I, I didn't realize I said I, you know what I mean? It was, it was relayed, you know, so I want to I clear that up. I don't want Elton to be mad at me, but it was, it was, it was sourced.
1: Okay. It, it was relayed for everybody out there. That, that's what yeah, it is. Yeah, I,
2: had re, you know, I had to relay tell Elwood man, don't do it. Don't do it. Hey, I should have known because he did. I was like, damn, that nigga just ain't listen to me, huh? Hey, good things don't happen (laughs) when people don't listen (laughs) to you. Take me serious around here.
1: Well, I'll take you serious, guy. I appreciate you. So we're out of time on this edition of No Chill, but we're going to be live streaming during the finals right here on YouTube. King things off for game two of the finals on Sunday, June 5th from Gil's legendary basement. Gil, who should we have pull up to watch the finals with us?
2: You know, I want, I want you know. Let's let's get uh especially since it's Oakland. We're gonna go after. Let's go after uh, Los. Okay. And Max is Max, let's try to get them too.
1: Okay, for sure. So Famous Loves and Max is nice. If you're watching the show, come pull up. We're going to have some snacks. Gil Gil keeps his fridge stocked with some elaborate, delicious snacks. I will say that (laughs) y'all know I love snacks more than anybody. So I appreciate that. And if y'all come through, we're going to have some snacks for y'all. But it's been another edition of Heat Check on No Chill with Gilbert Arenas. We'll be back with more very soon.
2: and Jenny's, baby!